0: Alrighty. We're back. It's been a while. We're back. You want to crack that open? Mm, good sound. And you almost spilled it on your computer. Did you? I kind of did. Yep. Kind of did. We were just joking earlier about, oh, did, did someone spill something on your computer because one of his keys was sticking? Yeah. Well, now we know someone has and it's you.
1: That, not on that key, and nobody cares about that key anyway. So. That's true. <laughs> well, <laughs> with
0: that being said, welcome back to the Dump and Chase podcast. I'm not Dump, he's not Chase, and we're back for our, what I believe to be the 10th episode. Is that correct? Yep, unofficially. Unofficially? No, I mean, like,
1: technically the 11th episode, but... Well, I mean, yeah, okay, <laughs> that that other one...
0: So I was I was editing it, and the, uh, the second part of the episode so we split it into two obviously my recording in the second part corrupted so i had three out of four parts all good but you uh you wouldn't have heard all of it you would have heard silence and then ben laughing and then silence again because i may have made a joke and you wouldn't have heard it anyway do you have anything to add <laughs> i feel nope. like i'm hogging all the airtime. time we're actually like sitting beside each other again so oh yeah that's right yeah what I mentioned yesterday, um, or whenever you're listening to this, I uploaded that, like, two-minute little update. Um, yeah, so we're actually back in person for this. He's uh, Ben's back from school for Christmas, and uh, we get to do another in-person episode, so how about that? Yeah, we can actually beat each other up for real now. We don't yep. have to just imagine doing it. Exactly, and it's not over <laughs> video call where it's like, oh, and I've lost him. So <laughs> we're good, but we don't have any more special guests interrupting for...
1: That's true. We don't get any special guests till I return to school. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Once you do, then we'll get more
0: special guests. Alrighty. Um, like I said in that uh, little thing I uploaded yesterday, we're not. We don't plan on ending the podcast. If we did, we would let you know. Um, but we don't plan on it. And here we are. So, with that being said, I think we should j- jump right into it. Just jump right into it. Thanks. Um, <laughs> And uh, follow our Instagram for further updates at Dump and Chase Pod. I sound like a um, broken what? record. Broken record. Thank you. For, thank you there, uh, Ben, for especially the... with
1: the j- j- jump into it and f- f- follow. You know what? How about you just take over the episode Instagram. and I don't say anything? How about that?
0: How about not? Okay, cool. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay, we have some news to jump right into. Go for it. Well, you guys might have heard of this guy named Ben
1: Bishop. He's been around for a while and unfortunately he has chosen to retire from the league after 14 months of trying to recover from knee surgery. It's disappointing especially if you had him in fantasy. One my roo- uh-huh. my roommate at school has him in, had him in both his fantasy leagues because Ouch. he's like he's supposed to come back. He's supposed to come back and then he played a conditioning stint in the AHL and let in like 7 goals and then is like I'm done and he retired. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it sucks from a fans' perspective, but it sucks more for him if he's trying to play after 14 months of oh Mesa. yeah, hundred percent. So,
0: and you know, for at that point, for that for Ben a Bishop, at that point, it's like, well, you've played however much, however long in the NHL, you've had a successful enough career, and you know why beat up your body to maybe squeeze out one more half productive season, you know? Exactly, and the Dallas Stars
1: crease. Is freaking crowded mm-hmm. to boot. They've got before Bishop retired, they had Ben Bishop, Anton Hudobin, uh, Jake Odinger, 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 one of those. Him. Yeah. Um and also Braden Holtby. Yep. Four NHL caliber goalies. <laughs> mm hmm. That were just sitting there. And they were gonna have to get rid of some anyway, so it's not the biggest hit ever to Dallas. hmm Because yeah, the chances are they're actually going to trade him is what I was hearing. Um, so they just lost a chance at a trade. So whatever, a person's health is more important than the business.
0: Absolutely. So. And since you mentioned An- Anton Hudobin, I'm going to go ahead and insert a soundbite here. We're not going home! My favorite clip of him. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Mm, I'll recognize it when I hear it, probably. Okay, it was in last year in the playoffs when they made it past whatever round, and then he said, we're not going home. Do you remember that? Mmm. In the locker room, yelled, "We're yes. not going home." Yeah. yeah, in the locker room. I thought you were talking oh. about to the media. No, yeah. I love that one. Anyway, I'm. Yeah. I'm. You can all hear that now.
1: We're not going home.
0: Anyway, we have more goalie news. We have marc Andre Fleury being the third goaltender to join the 500 wins club in the NHL, accompanied by Martin Berge and Patrick Waugh Pretty elite company, if I say so. They were okay goalies. Yeah, nothing special. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that uh they they made their mark on the league you could say and uh and now Mark Andre Fleury has uh joined that.
1: Yeah. And he also hit 900 games. I don't I don't think it was the same game. Um but it was like the same week or two. He played it, started his 900th game. Um do you think he can make it to 1000 starts or no?
0: Um I think he could make it to a thousand starts. Yeah.
1: Do you think it would be by the skin of his teeth, or do you think he's still gonna be playing for a few years?
0: No, I think he's got more left in the tank. Come on, he had. Did he win the Vesna last season?
1: Yeah. He did win. Yes. So
0: he's coming off a Vesna <laughs> season. There's no reason to believe that he can't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that he should. Uh, I think he could uh, definitely do that, and he should. I think that he gets too much hate in in circles around the league. Not being, you know, for being overrated. I don't think he's overrated. He plays on Chicago now. Keep that in mind. <laughs> exactly. He plays on Chicago of all teams, who is not, they're not what they used to be.
1: And there are rumors going out that the Oilers might get him because he's only being paid like league minimum, I think, if I remember right. Really? Fleury is. Um, he's getting paid really uh, not, not much. Well, the um, Oilers
0: certainly need something to help out their goalie situation. Yeah,
1: and with. Unfortunately, he's done better. flurry started the season very poorly. Um, he did so I have him on my fantasy team. if we if we had gotten him then, he would have been very cheap. And oh, I yeah. think we should have gotten him tried to go for him then because we would have just had to give him a fifth round pick or something because I mean um Chicago got him for literally nothing. We've yeah. talked about that so it picked him up for nothing. If he's being, if he was that cheap for them, and I don't think he'd be that expensive for us to get either.
0: No, and he is
1: going to be being paid more because Chicago didn't sign him exactly. Um, so good old cat friendly, cat friendly shout out. Um, Okay, he is making uh seven million, so he's making a lot, um, but only through this is his last season on it. So last season on a seven million dollar deal, but we could just give him Koskinen back. Koskinen's been a good goalie this year, Defined until he, good until he gets overplayed. So yeah, oh, with, exactly. with Smith With Smith being hurt, it hasn't been good. When Smith was better, Koskinen was had like a 920 save percentage in his first like 15 games, which is a good save percentage. Yep. But then he got overplayed, and he's six foot seven and not agile, and now he sucks. And I don't yep. want him. So. Bye bye. I'm not sure many teams <laughs> in the league want him. Uh, apparently, there there is actually interest for him.
0: Who would want Miko Koskinen as their starter? Well, people wouldn't want him as their starter. But, okay, good. But, but
1: teams are interested in him as a goalie. He's because he's a solid NHL oh, fair, yeah. goalie. He's a good. So, he's
0: he's a mainstay backup. I'd say for the rest of his career. But
1: for a rebuilding team like the Blackhawks, who's not going to make the playoffs, they save three million dollars cap space. Yeah. I mean, cap isn't going to be that big a deal because both goalies' contracts would end at the end this year. Yeah, um, and they could uh, give the Oilers marc Andre Fluary. Yeah, but Fleury's not doing him any more good than Koskinen would do them, and then we'd probably throw in a sweetener with that, like a pick or something. You know Co- why I said Co-
0: Fluary, right? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, they misspelled his name on his jersey after they traded for they traded for him. Yeah, after yes, after yeah. they traded for him, they. Posted a picture of the jersey with a Blackhawks jersey with twenty nine and Flurry on the back, but they misspelled it. Yeah, they mixed the e and the u up. Yep, so it was Fluary. so that that's why I said fluary, By the way, yeah. just had to throw that in there. Random goalie tidbit. Yep.
1: Um, Anton Hedobin put mm-hmm. on waivers last week. Yep. Oilers did not claim him. That's and right. I am cheese beyond. Oh, I'm no sure end. you are. He carried Dallas to the final two he years did. ago, and like he's old, but he's younger than Smith, so. Obviously, we don't have an issue with old players, and... No, you don't. Like, yes, he costs money, but like I said, Koskinen, people, teams want him, so just work harder on a trade for Koskinen, and get something done, and maybe pick up Hudobin. I just want another goalie. That's really what I want. I'm okay, I'm content with Stuart Skinner as a backup, too. If we we end up with Stuart Skinner, Mike Smith, and another goalie as a three-goalie rotation... I'm content with that, because all three are good as long as they don't get overplayed. Or, I, I say all three. All, Smith and Skinner are both good as long as they don't get overplayed. Skinner Sm- could be Smith hurt. is good as long as he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, which happens when he
0: gets overplayed. Mm-hmm. Somehow he didn't get hurt last year, but... A miracle. Yeah. <laughs> Smith is... I can't figure that guy out. Anyway, moving on from goalies there. Um, more news. The Vancouver Canucks have cleaned house... I'm sure that's most of you know that by now. Yep. Um, fired their GM, fired the coach. Did they fire anyone else, or just those two? Um, they
1: fired like, I think they went as deep as assistant coaches, assistant th- coaches and stuff, stuff like okay. that too. They cl- really cleaned house. Mm-hmm. But goodbye, Jim Benning, and goodbye, Travis Green, which is a uh, reason for celebration it for is. all Canucks fans.
0: <laughs> yep, it is. Especially and...
1: Jim Benning. Mm-hmm. I don't think Travis Green is a bad coach. I think they just need to change the scenery in that situation. Jim yep. Benning is a bad general manager.
0: He is. Um, they signed, um, uh, what's his name, Bruce Boudreau. Yep. And at last I checked, he was 4-0. He's more than that now. I don't know if they've actually lost yet because the season got paused. That usually seems to happen when a team... Picks up a new coach. They go on a bit of a tear. Yeah.
1: There were a lot of people calling for Dave Devitt's head. Yep. Ago, but
0: we started winning again, which is good. When did... Uh... Okay, so... Yep,
1: it was after this game that he got fired. So, one, two,
0: three, four, five. He's 6-0. and 6-0. Yep. They said that's the best franchise start for any uh, Canucks head coach. Yep. Which, hey... Props to him. I mean, I've always liked Boudreaux as a coach. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why he didn't already have a job. I don't think
1: he's, like, the best coach in the league. No. I don't think he's amazing, but he's a solid coach. Exactly. And he's a change of scenery Vancouver. I think Vancouver has the skill to be a playoff team. That's why I'm confused about where where they are. So
0: am I. If you look back at our – I can't remember which episode. I think probably the last recorded, uploaded episode where we talked about our Pacific Division predictions. Um wow that was a long time ago. that was um <laughs> uh, t- uh we put vancouver higher up i think i put vancouver i think i had vancouver and calgary fighting for the third vancouver calgary and seattle you had fighting for a playoff spot
1: yes but only by virtue of the california teams are supposed to suck and the ducks and the, all three of them didn't get that memo. That's right. They didn't, they didn't listen to the Dump and Chase podcast and realize they were supposed to be trash. Yeah. So Seattle and Vancouver have been the only sucky teams in the division, but Vancouver has since done amazing and is only like two points out of a playoff spot. So yep. Seattle is the only bad team in the Pacific. Also, remember when the Senators said the rebuild was over? Yeah. That's funny. I don't know what's happening there because I also, I believed them and it made sense. Yeah, I believed in them too. <laughs> So I'm hoping this is just a young team off year thing, because I really want this energy. It very to well, well could be.
0: And then of course, maybe uh Brady Kachuk was being thrown off by being bitten by Brennan Lemieux. Yeah, that's something we haven't talked about. We talked about it in the in the non-episode that didn't get uploaded. Okay, well I'm gonna throw in a
1: plug here. Steve Dangle on um SportsNet's YouTube.
0: Is it Sportsnet or T S N? SportsNet. Sports Bar T S N
1: Right. Um go give his Steve's Dang it's a watch and look for the one that has um has the him going through the bite um the the bite on Brady Kachuk's hand Brendan Limue and Brady Kachuk. um it is one of the most hilarious hockey youtube videos i have seen in years and i just watched it last night and i was dying laughing listening to him explain that um at one point he described it as eating people oh, rather than biting people it was quite hilarious oh, oh so, boy
0: i need to give that a watch i haven't yeah.
1: so one interesting thing he brought up yep brendan lemieux brady kachuk that's yep. a rivalry that goes back a long time really yeah because claude lemieux and uh keith kachuk
0: oh their dads
1: their dads were were rivals right that makes all sorts their dads of dads were rivals Hmm. And their dads were both played the same way both of them do, like pains in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. So there there's more there's more to that situation than what a lot of people realized.
0: Fair. But, what time are we at here? I can't really see the recording time. Beep. Oh there we minutes. go. Cool. I just he's recording at this time, so I couldn't check. Alrighty, next bit of news. Where even were we? Oh, after uh Boudreaux there. Uh, yeah. P.K. Subban slew foot. He must be stopped. Uh, what's he at? Five or six this year?
1: Um, four. I think it's four or five. Four, four or, five or five
0: slew foots this year. Yeah.
1: He is yet to be suspended. I don't think he's even been fined for all of them.
0: That's unacceptable.
1: Yeah. It's not. I don't know why. Because it's something he has a history for. He's done it four times, five times in two or three months. Um, and he's becoming known for it. Somebody else. Marshan got suspended for slew footing two games, I think the day after Subban got let off the hook completely for his fourth one or something like that. Yep. And it's like, uh, excuse me? It's like the first one, because I think the, what it is, I think Subban does a good job at making it look accidental. Like it wasn't quite a slew foot, but it
0: was, whereas Marshan just full-on decks guys. Yeah, um, Matthew Kachak will come in swinging and probably kick the guy's leg from behind.
1: Yeah, so... Um, I think that's why, but still four times. You can't say it's an accident anymore. Four times in no. a month. And um, it's to the point. Um, Mackenzie Blackwood, his own teammate, posted on, I think, Twitter, uh, after the fourth one, calling him PK Ban. I did not hear about that. <laughs> calling him out or joking about his slewfoot foot penalties. And then the team... Non-penalties? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I think they were penalties, but non-suspensions. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then New Jersey forced Blackwood to take the post down. (laughs) Oh boy. So I love Blackwood's helmet, by the way. I do. It says helmet. Helmet. Goes with New Jersey's bad jerseys, which we also talked about last episode. They're terrible, but hilarious at the same time. I highly recommend you go out and buy their Jersey Jersey as well as their hat hat.
0: (laughs) Yep. Are they going to release, uh, skate skates? I hope so. I think there's, I think,
1: I think some people have, um, their whole equipment labeled like that some people nice in New Jersey, so where it's like stick stick pants pants that's funny. socks socks <laughs>
0: oh that's hilarious anyway pk suban must be stopped I don't at think... all costs at <laughs> all costs at this point uh, if he does it one more time and if we still don't see anything we know something's wrong
1: yeah horribly wrong must just be still getting paid by the league for working for them as a that doesn't make sense <laughs> he, no. He would be paying the league. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. Next bit of news. Two jerseys were thrown onto the ice recently. We had a Habs jersey being thrown onto the ice. First
1: time ever in
0: Montreal Canadiens history, I believe. Yep. Yeah, I believe that's right. And they've been around since, I think they basically 1917. created...
1: 1917. Well, the Canadiens have been around since before. The they... Montreal
0: Canadiens basically invented the NHL. So at this point, yep. that's pretty impressive. Yep. And especially after coming off of a Stanley Cup Finals appearance. And then the next season having the worst season in their existence. And then a jersey gets thrown on the ice. Um, Not looking good for Habs fans at this point, needless to say. No. And then I don't remember which game in the losing streak it was, but an Oilers jersey got thrown on the ice. I think
1: it was the fourth of five. Okay. Or did we lose six in a row? I can't remember if we lost five or six in a row. Well, you lost six in a row. I know that. Okay. We lost six in a row. And I think it was the fifth one that the jersey got thrown on the ice okay um we've won two since then so the streak is over yeah um but an interesting thing um i saw a cycle and um it was it had to do with vancouver edmonton and then one team from last year i can't remember which team it was where um they were sucking 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 jersey got thrown on the ice and then the team immediately started turning it around Flipped their record around, won a ton of games in a row, ended up making the playoffs. Huh. Um, and it happened to a team last year where Jersey got thrown on the ice. They completely turned around, like the next game or two after that. After that happened, made the playoffs. Vancouver's definitely looking like they're moving in that direction. <laughs> and then everybody's like Edmonton too. Edmonton too, hmm. because apparently, all like money puck yep. has Edmonton's odds at making the playoffs lower than Columbus's, L.A.'s, San Jose's and vancouver's
0: well that's because i find with the moneypuck.com
1: do they do it just based on current performance yes okay
0: so i think they do yeah um i find that it's very situational based it's not like um ah, it's it's i don't know i find it interesting the way they do it uh, they have a whole big write-up about how they predict things but. Yeah.
1: Because the reality is the Oilers are going to make the playoffs, barring yep. a catastrophic collapse. Exactly. Even with this losing streak, like we're don't... still going to be fine. But
0: yeah, my opinion on this jersey being thrown onto the ice for the Oilers, I think it was stupid to do that.
1: I think so too, because those things are freaking expensive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, not only that, but the fact that's the um, your team are they they're second in the division behind us.
1: Now I think we're third. I think Vegas and you guys are both ahead of okay. us. I'll check.
0: Anyway. Still in a playoff spot. I understand a losing streak, but it's not like you're Buffalo where you're putrid. You know, you're actually a good team still. We're fourth. Fourth, okay. The Ducks are
1: ahead of us too.
0: Okay, but this was before that. Um. Yeah. Anyway.
1: We were second wild card at the time this happened. Okay. Only two points out of being out of a playoff spot.
0: Okay, unless their goal was to send a wake-up call to the team yeah then fine but if it was just i'm done being a fan of you guys that's stupid
1: yeah that is stupid um yeah we're sitting at fourth in the division um how many points do we have 36 we are tied for us and the avalanche are in the two wild card spots with the same amount of points we have one we have two more games played though so we're actually in the second wild card spot right now
0: okay yeah i think that was stupid i'm not concerned you're one game behind us, and we're tied at points. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Apparently a bunch of jerseys and sweaters and stuff were being thrown on the streets in Edmonton too. So appara- oh. I, my my dad came up to me and was like, you should have just driven up to Edmonton today. You could have got a lot of free jerseys for your collection. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be sweet.
0: Hey, I mean, find them on the streets and flip them on eBay.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's like <laughs> free real estate. Right there.
0: <laughs> at that point, yeah. Okay, we have Jack Hughes signing an 8x8. Do you think too early for an 8x8?
1: I think too early for an 8x8. I think too early as well. I would have given him maybe a 3x5. Something like that. And then he probably he's going to get an 8x8 after that. probably
0: probably, Maybe an 8x more. Maybe that was their idea was to sign him to an 8x8 while they still could.
1: Yeah, because it could have been an 8x10.5 later. Exactly. I think young players get paid too quick right now. They do. So, (laughs) Cue Adam Fox rant that we've had multiple times. uh Uh-huh.
0: We won't talk about Adam Fox Um, Okay, and I'm sure you've all seen uh, The Trevor Zegras goal Or rather the Milano goal Assisted by Zegras Yep He went behind the net Looked as if he was going to do the Michigan To scoop the puck up and Throw it, wrap it around and Tuck it in the top corner Good old Michigan Exactly But instead He lofts it over the top of the net Over the goalie's head I don't remember who the goalie was Don't either was it the Oilers? No. 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 I can't remember. Anyway, flips it over the goalie's head to a waiting Milano who taps it into the net. Hand-eye coordination. Mid- mid-air. Mid-air, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm honestly not sure which was more impressive.
1: Yeah, I know. Everybody talks about the pass because the pass, I think the pass is the most impressive part. I don't think so. I I think so because it's something we haven't seen ever. Well, yeah. That has succeeded. Succeeded. But we see player every year players bat the puck in. To the into the net midair yeah uh, but... that that happens every year it's happened oh no it didn't have it happened in about a week later um a junior team in the whl um two players did the exact same thing and pulled off the exact same move mm-hmm. it was kind of funny um but it's something i i watch rec league players do it when i'm reffing hockey i just watched somebody do it just last week when i was reffing which move um batting the puck out of the air oh yeah into the net um but I do think that people are selling Milano short on how impressive his end still was.
0: Oh, yeah. Because I think anybody in the NHL could go behind the net with nobody else behind the net, scoop the puck up, and toss it over the net. Yeah. you could, Anyone can do that. But the hand-eye coordination, the, I, I'm not sure which one was more impressive, but I think that together they were very impressive. All because... Right. Go ahead. What? Go ahead. Oh. Um, because I think that... Uh, Obviously, one wouldn't be impressive without the other, because Pavel Datsuk had done it in the past. Yeah, He tossed over, but he didn't have anyone to tap it in. But Milano just tapped it in, which was more impressive. I mean, you get them together and it's most impressive, but he gets... You're right, he's definitely sold short short on that one. Sold it short on that one um
1: now here's a possible explanation it was against Buffalo, so yep it was <laughs> um buffalo
0: has been well we've already discussed them so, on the so yeah
1: buffalo dumpster fire and a half um i have the video loaded here so no one can see what i'm looking at mm-hmm. i two comments here though um what on earth is buffalo's defense doing yeah because none of them go behind the there net there are five sabers in front of the net below at the hash marks or lower which is already in the center of the net but in front of the net, all in the center, below the hash marks. That is amateur defense. Yep. That's it, that's putting it nicely. Mm-hmm. But none of them pressure Ziegris behind the net, and somehow none of them pressure Milano, who's also directly in front of the net.
0: So, what so are there are five Where...
1: players that are failing to cover two. So what <laughs> are they doing, you may ask? <laughs> we still don't know. <laughs> Yeah. So, and throughout the whole play, one of them like takes a hack at Zegris right as he does the
0: pass, but is a little bit late in doing so. And he went to do the hack cuz he thought he was going for the the Michigan. Number 74 here is at Deline. Is or, it? No, that's uh, Rasmus That's 74.
1: Asplen. Rasmus Asplund standing behind Milano the whole time. Um I don't know what he's doing there cuz he can't take away a pass there. Um, No. That's kind of common sense. He just kind of stares and watches. And then other three guys are like, duh. literally
0: could have done an on-ice pass to Milano. He probably would have got a goal.
1: Yeah. And then other comment I've heard, did Milano high stick this? No. I've heard quite commonly that he probably actually did. But nobody had the guts to actually take this goal away from anybody. Well, no
0: kidding. Is it above the crossbar or is it above I your shoulders? I can't
1: remember because it's, it's above, above the, the crossbar. I think it's right. above the crossbar, but I don't think it's above Milano's shoulders. I
0: think it's above the shoulders is the rule, yeah?
1: I th- It's changed at one point. I can't remember what it changed, what it was and what it is. I right. can't remember which one was first because in my mind, crossbar makes more sense because players are different heights, but exactly. I can't remember which way they went.
0: If it's above your shoulders, then he was fine. He was fine. If
1: it's crossbar, I think it might have been high
0: yeah but uh, yeah at the same time you you aren't gonna take that goal away from no, them
1: I think that would have been done. it wasn't a
0: blatant high stick
1: no it was close so. so you're not
0: gonna take it away no
1: but one of the best assists I've ever seen yeah
0: yep yeah 100%. absolutely good um with that being said, I think there's some bigger news we move on to at this point um as of today till the 26th as of right now the NHL season is on pause due to well, mainly, I think, due to cross-border travel is not allowed Yeah. Um, due to COVID. Um, without getting into that too much, basically, right now, the league is on pause because of COVID. And we saw the Flames and the Islanders both have to have games postponed. Islanders
1: didn't have many games postponed, but they no. had a ton of players with COVID, and they were upset because they didn't get theirs postponed. Yeah. Where other teams were getting theirs postponed.
0: Um, I think... At, the, at one point, there were 17 flames in COVID protocol.
1: Yeah. That wasn't just players, I don't think, was oh, it? I think, it was, I think, I think it, was it was players, coaches, and staff. I think
0: it was 17 players and, like, three coaches and oh, okay. a certain amount of staff. Okay. But, yeah, um, all in COVID protocol. Um, but then the league decided that it would be best to just put the season on pause. We're over 125
1: player cases and, like, 40 staff cases, as well as, like, 15 refs and officials. Yeah. So... It's just it's so many that with the protocols and border travels and the way governments are doing things, it's just not doable for the league to play very many games. And it would just screw up the schedule if there were three teams playing
0: games once a week. Here's my question. What's five days gonna do? At this point, I don't think it's gonna do anything. It it is actually interesting.
1: Um Connor Hellebuck made a comment, and actually the NBA commissioner made a comment too. Um it's Silver? like a, at this, Adam Silver? At, or I, I just saw NBA commissioner. I don't know yeah. his name. Um, where at this point, the reality is that COVID isn't going to be eradicated. That's right. So rather than trying to wait for it to disappear, we need to learn how to live with it. Yep. Um, he's like, these precautions and stuff like yep we can still take those as a league because that's what's being mandated on us Mm -hmm. but um we need to learn to live with them. so he he doesn't see the point in actually pausing a season he's like it's fine it was nhl's decision and um but he doesn't see much of a point in hellebuck very much pulled from that that strain of thinking Mm -hmm. as well but reality is, is it's happening and that's, we could sit here and talk
0: all day about the severity and debate back and forth with the severity of COVID and the new variant, but you know, that's not what we're here to do. So, um, I'm sure you've already made your opinions on that listeners at home and we're not going to change your mind. So, um, basically the league's on pause. Um, yeah. Hello Bucks made those comments. So is Adam silver. Um, I think they've all got valid points, but, uh, we'll see what happens at that point. Yeah
1: um with this as well as some of the political unrest in China, the mm-hmm. NHL and NHLPA have also said that players are not going to the Olympics this year right um so that's just disappointing it yeah is disappointing but um, it's what's gonna happen they did say NHLPA did come out and confirm the plan is um there's no reason to doubt NHL players won't be there for 2026. Okay so the NHL is not pulling out completely like they did in 20, um, <clears throat>
0: 18? Four, 18. Oh, yeah.
1: In 2018, when they pulled
0: out completely, they aren't doing that again. Right. This is a one-year thing. They're planning on going back in 2026. Okay. So The one disappointing thing is then we aren't going to be able to see Crosby and McDavid on the same team. Probably not. No, no. we won't. Like, oh, come on, next time, when the next Olympics roll around, do you think Crosby's still going to be in that caliber? Not likely. No. But
1: you could see if he's still – he's not going to lose his intelligence. So it just no. depends on – my. I don't think he'll be playing. I think if he's still playing then, I think he could still be there. Maybe. Maybe. But I just don't think he'll still be playing at that point, yeah. I think, because he's only one small injury away from retiring. Yeah, he is. So cause, Good point. Because he's not going to be 40 yet at that point, so he'll right. still be under 40.
0: Right. At this point, I'm surprised that the Olympics are still going ahead, but uh, we'll see how that happens. And what's their plan for hockey now? Just no hockey at all? Um, back to the 2018 plan. Okay. Yeah. At least that's what I've heard. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that we've established that, because at some point there was there was talk of if a player tests positive over there, they could be up to, they could be into China in China for up to five weeks. Yeah,
1: the COVID situation just didn't make sense. No, it sure for didn't for the NHL. And
0: I mean, come on, like why five weeks? Yeah, everyone says two weeks.
1: Yeah. So or it, yeah, come on. Um, but one thing that'll be interesting is a lot of the Russian players told the NHL we want we're going to the Olympics. Um, do they just told the NHL that? So players like Ovechkin and Kuznetsov. Right. Um, are they just gonna defy the NHL's orders and just show up?
0: Will the, I don't know will, if Ovechkin will, would
1: will, will IOC allow them to? Because Ovechkin has stated his whole career that Olympic gold means more to them than the Stanley Cup. Yep. So if he has a if he's looking at it and he's like, NHL players aren't going, yeah. I could be easily the best player at the Olympics. Uh huh. And if multiple Russians took that, Russia would clean the tournament up easily. Yeah, and he could have his Olympic gold. The quite, I think. I think he would if he could. Issue it. I don't think IOC would let them, especially right. with all the restrictions Russia has along their team right now because of their, um, because illegal activity Ill- in 2014. Yeah, what, what so, are the like
0: ROC Russian Olympic Committee? I think is the the supposed like that. country that's or the. Uh,
1: Olympic team from Russia or something. Yeah, like I think that. it's ROC. And they aren't allowed to wear their flag or anything.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Whether we see the Russians go against rules and yeah. uh, head on over to Beijing. That's where it is this yeah. year. Like well, yeah. somewhere in China. Where? <laughs> Wouldn't it be ironic if they decided to do it in Wuhan? Yeah, that would be kind of funny. That'd be ironic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, um, Ben just pointed out to me that we're at 32 minutes, so I think that's a good spot to take a break. Uh, we will be back in uh, about three seconds for about, you guys—a <laughs> <laughs> short amount of time for you guys—but we will be back after the break. Alrighty, and we are back from the break. That was only a few seconds for you guys, but that was actually quite a lot of time for us. Also, I just totally random noticed that Ben, your laptop is an hour behind.
1: Yeah, I'm still on BC time. <laughs> it has already made me late for things twice. But really? I don't really want to change it because I know in two weeks when I'm back in BC, I will also forget about it, and then I'll be early for a ton of things. <laughs> Good, Early for a ton of things? Or the other way around? Yes, early for a ton of things. Yep. Yeah. And I don't want that either, so I'm just going to assume I'm going to deal with it and figure it out in the next week. Or so. you could use auto time. Yeah, but I'm lazy, and I have the technology to know-how of a 95 year old man so awesome <laughs> i'm sure i could find it but don't really feel like figuring out where <laughs> awesome well anyways hockey. <laughs> hockey um
0: we're gonna jump into, into some player safety stuff here which i'm mostly just gonna let ben take away because he has he's the one who gets riled up by this stuff more than i do
1: yeah so you guys might have heard about this guy named connor mcdavid right nope never Yeah, he's a pretty okay hockey player in the NHL. He's really good at scoring, but he really sucks at every other aspect of hockey other (laughs) than skating and scoring, Yep, (laughs) including things like face-offs and defense and defense and defense, Defense. as well as hitting people because he doesn't know what a clean hit is. Um, Nope, No, he really doesn't. He's been suspended, I think, twice in his NHL career already, kicked out of more games than that, and he was kicked out of a game um just the other day or a couple weeks ago I guess now um against the kings against the kings and it was it wasn't a super dirty hit but it was a dirty enough hit that it deserved a game misconduct he didn't even get a hearing for this hit no and I'm not okay with this <laughs> no because he needs to learn that he needs to, to follow the rules.
0: He knows he's like, the golden boy of the NHL and he can do yeah. no wrong. Well, the thing is, I, my guess is the reason
1: he hits like he does is because he doesn't get the penalty calls, which he should be getting. We've talked about that too. He should be getting those penalty calls. Yeah. Um, There shouldn't this whole thing where the refs are just like, Oh, whatever. Um, He's the best player. He has an unfair advantage. That's dumb. That's why he's the best player is because he has an advantage. It's not unfair. He worked right. his whole life for it. Um, and they say, well, we'd have to call everything. You're like, yes, please start you calling do. everything. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They start doing that. Teams will figure out pretty quick to stop doing stuff to McDavid. McDavid will stop hitting people dirty. But McDavid needs to take initiative and stop hitting people dirty first. Yep. And um, he's not going to get the league's attention. I think that they need to just suspend him and say, stop it. So essentially he just went into the corner and it was it like an elbow to the back board to Adrian Kempe. It wasn't super high speed and it wasn't a huge crashing hit or anything. And I believe Kempe stayed in the game. Um, so it wasn't, he's had worse hits. Um, Cause the thing is, is, people don't get hurt when McDavid hits them dirty. That's where he gets away with stuff too. Right. Um but he still needs to figure it out and he didn't get suspended didn't get fined nothing not that a fine would have done anything but no it wouldn't have for somebody who technically has a history to just have nothing happen right drives me crazy
0: yep like i said in the eyes of the league he's the golden boy and can do no wrong yeah so i don't think there's any place for that needless to say so i don't know i just think that uh he needs to start getting disciplined more. Remember that, um, elbow he threw at, uh, uh, Yep. He was just skating mid ice puck. Nowhere near them. That was last season, or last season, season. And he just took his elbow and just wildly swang it at his head.
1: Yeah. And he's done the same thing to, um, Nick Letty. Yeah. the Islanders. He did that. I think three seasons ago.
0: Yep. He, he loves swinging his elbows out. Yeah. And, uh, Never gets more than a fine for it, it seems.
1: He got suspended for the Letty one. Oh, he did? The okay. Letty one, he got suspended, I think, two games. Cockney uh, Emmy, I don't think he did. I think he just got fined for fined. that. fine Yeah. I think we talked about that on one of our earliest episodes. We did. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's really inconsistent with him, and it bugs me, even though I'm an Oilers fan. But I'm also the only Oilers fan on the planet that just rips McDavid with every opportunity that I have. So. Yeah. Yeah, you are.
0: <laughs> um, you like Nugent Hopkins more than McDavid. Yep. Factual
1: as well as Drysidel and Bouchard and really most other Oilers. Um, yeah, I, I like McDavid more than James Neal, but Neal's gone now. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh, yeah.
1: Um, anyways, uh, there was also a suspension December 5th during a Jets-Leafs uh, game. Neal, Pionk, Need, Rasmus, Sandin got suspended two games. Uh, we were talking about this before the episode, and we weren't actually going to show it because it's like December 5th. I guess like that was a, that was a week ago today um you but it December wasn't
0: 5th yeah how was that a week ago today
1: oh sorry that's not a week ago today i was looking at i was seeing the 12 and that's the month mm, day yes yeah. more than a week ago today almost 20 days ago yeah <laughs> this is the 22nd um and we're like okay old news wasn't that big deal Pionk got suspended two games afterward whatever um but one thing I noticed right before we started, Jason Spezza also got suspended that same game. Oh, also for kneeing. Okay. Um, his knee was just a few minutes after this first knee that so Pionk needs Sandine, and then a few minutes later, uh, Jason Spezza need um, Pionk. So he comes down the center of the ice and smack.
0: Oh, so right. to the head.
1: Yeah. A knee, a knee to the head. Pionk is falling, and then Spetsa knees him, um, knees him on the head. Sorry, it's we're pausing because we're watching the video here. Yeah. Um. So, Pionk was battling with Spetsa in the corner, and then when Pionk, the Jets gain control of the puck, Pionk is skating towards it and falls, falls over because he doesn't have a stick. Or no, he's reaching for the puck. He
0: goes to swipe
1: it. Yeah, reaching for the puck. And then Spetsa comes around and schmack
0: gives him a knee to the head, knee to the
1: face. Um, okay, and this was a few minutes after Pionk had kneeed Spetsa's teammate, and right. Spetsa and Pionk were battling in the corner beforehand, which I think is where Pionk lost his stick. Right. Um, and then Spetsa ended up getting six games for that. Right. Um, so. It's, it and then interesting thing spets um appealed this afterwards and then got it reduced down to 4 right um what are your thoughts based on how it looked
0: 4 should have been the right amount i think okay i yeah. think 4 was the right amount yeah. 6 was probably too much considering that a 2 game suspension had just been handed out for a ne- yeah minutes prior well i mean yeah I'm okay with four games. I was. I I agree because it was six to the was, face.
1: Yeah, six was a lot because Spetsa doesn't really have a history. No, either. and it didn't look like so, he tried to avoid it either. Yeah, so it looked intentional, and it was to the head. So that those two things, and it was probably retaliation for the knee that Pomp yep. did a few minutes earlier.
0: Um, if you have more to talk about this, I can go grab your phone charger because I saw your phone's dying. I can be back in no. I, I okay. It, yeah. Oh, actually, you know
1: what? You should because there's one thing that I'll need my phone for later.
0: Okay. Yeah. Already, I um, will grab him a phone charger. Monologue time. <laughs> yeah. So, taking
1: Spezza's, uh non-history into account, taking his, um, but then also taking his intent, the intentional nature that it looked like, um, and also the fact that it was to the head, makes sense that it was six games. Um,
0: definitely didn't try to avoid.
1: No, did not try to avoid, and also. Um, It was confusing for me at first because I didn't realize that Pionk had just done that the same game. I didn't realize that was the same time. So I was like, wow, six is harsh. But four games, I'm glad they did that. Um, That came back just in time for the fourth game to have actually been over already. So he was able to play in the fifth game the day that that was released. Um, So, but it's just very out of character for Spetsa to do something like that. So I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, it doesn't seem
0: very like him to do that. Yeah. Alrighty, back. Anyways. Um, World Juniors um since you know we don't have much to talk about um uh, seeing as the league is on notice um we have the world juniors to talk about and that's coming up here in math um i don't know what day it starts, four days so. boxing day oh, okay it always starts boxing day yeah.
1: i honestly that's the one aspect of hockey i struggle to follow is prospects so yeah so do i i don't follow world juniors super closely most years
0: no, I don't typically either though this year I'll probably be following him more closely because we have we've mentioned before on the podcast uh the name Ronan Sealy, so he's uh a guy that went to our school um before he went to go play in the w h l for the everett silvertips everett silvertips um and now he's made the world juniors he was drafted. In the seventh round, I think, by the Carolina Hurricanes, yep. signed a three-year entry-level deal.
1: Almost right out of the draft, which is very abnormal for a seventh-round draft pick.
0: Right. Uh, he fell in the draft quite a bit, but uh, he definitely brought it around, and now he's in the World Juniors. So I saw the the newspaper came to my door, because I still live in the same town, um, and saw that he made the World Juniors. So that's pretty cool. Um, definitely will be watching his performance, he has put up. You want to go ahead and tell his stats in th- this year with
1: Everett in the WHL as a defenseman. He's put up 22 points in 24 games, which is
0: pretty good. Very for an impressive.
1: <laughs> um, and for a seventh round pick, we were confused when he dropped to seventh round because he was projected to go third or fourth. Yeah, I even saw as high
0: as late second round one time.
1: Yeah. And um, like he went 208th overall in the 7th, which it's, that's bottom 10 in the draft period. I think it was like the 6th or 7th last player picked, period. So it was the end of the 7th round, because Hurricanes were good. Yeah. So um, I don't know why he dropped that far. He doesn't have any injuries that I know of. Um, I don't really know him, so I don't know maybe if it's an attitude thing. I don't know. Um, Hard to say. Yeah. We don't really have a way of knowing that. But he's obviously good, because he made World Juniors, and he got signed to an entry level out of the draft despite being drafted in the
0: seventh round. So... Right. um, Yeah. That's impressive. And we will see how that goes for him. But... um,
1: With the World Juniors, um, their captains were... Oh, yeah. They were announced, like, yesterday?
0: Yesterday, two days ago. Something like that, anyway. Recently.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, The captain... Of the team is Caden Gooley, I believe a um, Canadian's prospect. And assistants are Cole Perfetti and Jake Neighbors. I think Perfetti is a Blue Jackets prospect. Um, and then Jake Neighbors, I can't remember what team he plays with. Can
0: I just say that I love that last name, Neighbors? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Never heard of it before, but I like it.
1: Um, Neighbors and Perfetti are both relatively high-level high, level, high na- level prospect names, um, right. from what I've heard. But Caden Gooley is not nearly as big-name in prospect compared to some other people and some people are pretty cheesed that he was named captain because of that but one thing i just want to comment about is just that we don't know the players personalities we don't know their leadership qualities exactly. and captains of a team should not be based off of purely skill, skill. Level. like yeah you need to have a, a captain should have enough skill to actually influence a game your captain can't be somebody that's barely making a lineup
0: you can't be the fourth liner
1: yeah sometimes they are and i don't understand that because no. they they just don't have they don't have enough skill to actually like be able to contribute that way right um but they don't have to be the superstar because sometimes the best leader on the team is the solid third liner um somebody like a brian boyle when he was in the better part of his career would have been a good captain cuz right. he was he was, like now he's not making teams but um but he's playing for florida again which i was like whoa what the heck um where'd he come from um but like he's a good leader um and a lot of it we just don't know the quality of a leader that somebody can well be. exactly so um yeah i just with captain selections i'm just trusting that yeah they know the players better and if right. they thought Caden ghoulie a good enough He's obviously good enough to be on the team. Oh yeah, he was selected, and if he's got a, enough of a voice with the players and he's a good enough leader, well, why shouldn't he be captain?
0: Right. So, and then of course, I think the high, the biggest name going into this World Juniors is actually Connor Bedard. Is he on the team? He is on the team. Yeah. I believe so. Um, a fun fact about that: In 2005, Canada had Sidney Crosby, Patrice Bergeron, Corey Perry, Ryan Getzlaf, Shea Weber, Brent Seabrook, and Dion Phaneuf competing or dominating rather the World Juniors. That was the best World Junior team Canada's ever had. Exactly. That sounds like quite the lineup. 6 months later, a guy named Connor Bedard was born. <laughs> so <laughs> That's interesting. Um Is he still 15? He's 16 by now. I think probably. he's 16 by now. Yeah. Anyway, it makes me feel old. I'm 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when when those guys were dominating the World Juniors, who are still very, most of them are still very prominent players in the league. Only three of those players have
1: retired and all in the last year.
0: Feneff Seabrook and... Weber. Well, Weber has, hasn't technically retired, he, but he said right. that he's going to. Yeah.
1: So he he has unofficially retired. Right. But Getzlaff's having the best season of his career this <laughs> <seems>. year, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Corey Perry's fallen off. Patrice Bergeron's still good. Crosby's still good. Yeah. So yeah.
1: three of the three of the one two three four seven are still very prominent. One's still playing, but not nearly very prominent anymore. Three two are retired. One is on his way there, right. just not quite there yet.
0: And then the guy who's now in the World Juniors and is all all anyone can talk about was born six months after the yep. World Juniors. <laughs> when those when Sid was actually a kid. <laughs> yeah, when he was Sid the kid, that was right before he got drafted. Yep, because that was lockout year. Yep huh interesting well (laughs) you just had a light bulb yeah okay (laughs) oh boy I feel old I remember when Sidney Crosby was right in his prime I mean you do too yeah yeah Yeah. okay
1: remember when a guy named Connor
0: McDavid was just drafted yep seven years ago it was that many years ago 2015 oh my word (laughs) that feels like three years ago McDavid's almost 25 oh crap (laughs) And I think Goudreau and Monaghan are both like...
1: They're going to be at 30.
0: Hey, yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. No, that that can't be right.
1: No, they're going to be close. I need... To, okay. Monahan, I think, was 13 drafts. So he's going to be 27, 28. And I think Goudreau's a year older. Monaghan
0: is 27. Goudreau... Spelled that wrong. Don't care. 28 year. Oh, my goodness. I'm old. 28 and a half birthday in august i remember when he was a prospect for the flames and i remember him winning the whatever award it is in college the hobie baker award i remember him winning the hobie baker award i watched him score his first goal (laughs) against the canucks it was a pathetic goal but he still scored his first goal and i watched it and it was great
1: you know this guy named ryan newton hopkins on the oilers yeah he's been in the league for over 10 years oh boy he's almost 30 he's older than good
0: great (laughs) Okay.
1: Taylor Hall is over 30.
0: Okay. After that reality <laughs>
1: check, we're going to move on. <laughs> Meanwhile, Zidane Chara is still 44, still going strong.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, boy. So I mentioned in that little clip thing, whatever I said yesterday, or whenever, I keep saying yesterday because I did record it yesterday. Anyway, on that little blurb that I uploaded, um, I made mention that we would maybe have some sort of Christmas theme. Well, shortly after I researched and realized there wasn't very much around Christmas in the NHL. And we didn't really
1: have much time to do research for like a Christmas lookalikes for movies and stuff like that. Except so. for
0: Jack Eichel and Marv from Home Alone. They are the same person. They are the same person. <laughs> we will post that on our Instagram to show you all. Yes. And once this goes live, I'll upload that story. Yeah. Anyway, um, so you can all know what we're talking about because Jack Eichel and Marv from Home Alone are basically the same person. Um, anyway, um, there was something I found in research about the NHL on Christmas. Apparently between the early 1920s till 1971, the NHL played at least one game on Christmas day. I, I didn't realize it was that long ago when you said that was happening. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense though. <laughs> yep. They played games on Christmas. Um, and between 1960 and 1967, the NHL had every single team in the league playing on Christmas day. I did not know that. There was a point where every team in the league played. I don't know how many teams there were back then, but now it would be about 16 games. Yep. So that's crazy. Um, anyway, now my discussion that I wanted to bring up um, was, should the league bring back Christmas games? What do you think?
1: Fans' sake, I think it would be cool. Um I don't think they should though just for the sake of um for the sake of the players. Well yeah I think I think the players do need to be taken into account. Yeah. Like, yes, they do get paid ten million dollars and you do make sacrifices there, but they do make a lot of sacrifices already. And 100%. they're not around their families for most of the year. <laughs> um so I think Christmas is important to give yeah. them. So I think fan's sake, I think it would be cool.
0: I agree. For the fans sake, this is what I'm thinking. Um, If they brought back a single Christmas Day game, I feel like they could do a an outdoor game for Christmas. Um, and I take note of what the NBA does. So I'm not sure how many Christmas Day games. I think it's only one that the NBA does every year, a Christmas Day game. Um, the 2018 Christmas game achieved 5.83 million viewers on TV versus a regular NBA game gets about one point one nine million okay per game. And it's kind of like
1: the Thanksgiving NFL games.
0: Exactly. The Thanksgiving yeah. NFL games are huge. There's also Christmas Day NFL games. Oh okay. Depending. Um but yeah. The the Thanksgiving games are huge in for the NFL. The the NHL doesn't have anything like that.
1: No. I mean our closest is New Year's Day outdoor game. Which I, right. I think is, I think that's why we do it New Year's Day. That I think that's be. their attempt. Problem is, New Year's Day is the day some people are going back to work. Yep. Because they get New Year's Eve off instead of New Year's Day. And a lot of people, they get one of New Year's Eve or New Year's Day off, and most take Eve. Yeah. Rather than day. Oh, well, yeah. Um, um, but, so they'd get more if they did Christmas. Oh, so 100%. Fan, money, business perspective, yeah. They should be doing oh, yeah. the game on Christmas. The
0: day. other thing is that, like, I remember, um, I can't remember what year. But it was a Christmas game. Uh, Kobe Bryant brought out like these um, special shoes. They were like the a certain of uh, one of his shoes, uh, the the Grinch. Yeah. Shoe. It was all green, and those sold like crazy. Okay. Um, and different players will bring out specific Christmas colors of their shoes and whatnot. And I think the NHL could, you know, I think there's there's um. Not not real estate. I think there's um op there's uh why am I struggling for the word so bad? There's an opportunity here if the players wanted to do it. Yeah. I think if the players wanted to do it, there's a huge opportunity here for from a business perspective and to gain viewers. I mean, people are sitting around on a Christmas Day; they'll turn on the TV. Oh look, there's a hockey game. Depend- yeah. If the NBA game's already over, you know, and that could be as well. It could be TV deals. Um, yeah. Not giving enough airtime. Anyway, I think that, uh, that could be huge. Well, one thing league. that could
1: be done is if it's only one game, it's only two teams, it's only 40 players. Yep. Um, so, I mean, a lot of staff too. But um, you could also just give them an extra two or three days off, 26 to 28 or 27 to 28. I think Boxing exactly. Day they have off. Um, so I think I think they – Well, because it's a certain 20, I think juniors. 24 to 26 is the NHL Christmas break. Um, so instead of twenty four to twenty six if you give those two those two teams twenty six to twenty eight mm-hmm. or um twenty three to twenty or twenty two to twenty four right. So either the three days before or three days after so that we have a Christmas um, game so that and then we can have a Christmas game. it's only 40 players are effective and they still get their three day break.
0: right. Um, I think this could be a thing that they would uh, put out a poll to the players. yeah, say if there was a if there were to be a Christmas game introduced, would you be okay with that?
1: I could see it happening at yep. some point because the NHL is moving more towards wanting to become a big name sport in the States too. Because mm-hmm. it is a much smaller sport in the States. Um, it's still one of the big sports, despite what some people think. Yep. Um, but it is a lot smaller than basketball, football, and baseball. Oh, yeah. Um. So, I and they're showing that they're trying to get bigger based on the TV deals they're trying to sign. Mm-hmm. So... um. I could see them moving towards wanting to do a Christmas game if they can get the players.
0: Hundred percent. So, I think that would be that'd be a good move for the league if if the players wanted to do something like that. Yeah. Well, I think that we have one final thing, sort of thing, we want to do here. We saw, or you saw rather, um, a a poll. Yeah. What was the poll? Who was the poll taken by? Um, an Instagrammer
1: I follow, which I believe. When we were, I think we've done polls. For, yeah, the hockey opinion on Instagram. Um, so he gets his followers to do, um, to do polls and stuff. And he's got, uh, how many followers do you have? It's loading. Um, he's got twenty one thousand, twenty one and a half thousand followers. So he has a lot of followers. Um, to do polls on just what their thoughts are on certain things. Right. Um, and. To um, one of the polls that showed up were, uh, what's the most annoying fan base in the league? Easily. <sighs> um, really sticking with the Christmas spirit. You know what? Let's stick with this Christmas spirit. What do you think is the most enjoyable? What are the most nice fan base in the, the league?
0: The best fans or the best team?
1: The best fa- fan base.
0: The best fan base? You can't say the Florida Panthers because they don't exist. Yeah. The fan Same base thing doesn't with, exist.
1: Um the with uh, the Sabres. That's right. Or
0: the uh, the Panthers. Or sorry, I was say the Panthers. I meant the uh, Coyotes.
1: Yeah, Coyotes don't really exist either. They don't exist. Their fan yeah. base is
0: non-existent. I um, actually know
1: a Ducks fan, and I live in Alberta. That's just something that's crazy to me. Sorry, that's really random. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I don't want to seem biased here, but I think the Flames fan base is pretty agreeable.
1: I would say they're not one of the worst. I would not say they're one of the best. No, not one of
0: the best, but I'd say we're fairly agreeable. Yeah. Who would you say is the best fan base? Um,
1: for the sake of fans from other teams, I think the Hurricanes are a pretty good fan base. A bunch of jerks. I agree. Yeah. Um, they are ruthless to other teams. Like their Instagram, them oh, and yeah. watching them in Nashville go at it, it's a great time. Nashville, that's another very good fan base. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and when I'm saying very good, I'm talking about um agreeable. Because there are some very good fan bases that are not very agreeable. Yep. Um
0: very loyal fan bases, but they aren't very agreeable. They're very yeah. annoying.
1: Um Chicago's fan base is not awful either. No. Um Vegas,
0: they can be a little bit obnoxious. Because they're all bandwagoner fans. Yeah. As of now. Unless e, you in live e. E. in Nevada.
1: Yeah. Well, I would disagree. I I like Vegas. Okay. Like, they're I'm, they're I'm a top three team for me, and that's not just because they're good. Right. So, Jets, Jets are a very agreeable fan base, I find. Yeah. I don't hear issues from the from Jets fans. And um the Jets have a strong fan base too. Okay. Um Senators, their fan base doesn't exist. That's right. Um I'm just looking through a list of teams right now. Um yeah, I think Predators, Hurricanes and Jets. Okay. I think those are the 3 that I would go with. Predators, Hurricanes, they go at each other. The teams do. Yep. But I don't have a poll for that. Those are just opinions of ours. Right. um Just to keep with the happy Christmas stuff. Aha. Uh-huh. Now let's go for the poll. Most annoying fan base. Take Easily. a wild stab in the dark at what number one is. Keep I in mind, wonder. we're missing one. There are two very important pieces of this episode that we've done every time that haven't happened yet. One is our fun fact, which will come later. Another is we haven't had any.
0: Leaf slander. I wonder who the most annoying <laughs> fan
1: base in the league could be. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, yeah. 52% of the vote went to the Toronto Maple Leafs uh-huh. for the most obnoxious fan base in the league. Yep. I have the top 18 here, so I have a lot. So we won't
0: necessarily go through all of them. Okay. but Number two has got to be the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay.
1: 21% is the Montreal Canadiens.
0: <laughs> Number three, Oilers. No. No? Incorrect. The Oilers are in the top 10. Okay. Um. Who could be the third most annoying fan base? It makes a lot of sense when you the when, Bruins, yeah, yeah, the Bruins, yeah, yeah they're yeah. annoying.
1: Seventeen percent. Okay, yeah.
0: cool. Um, hmm, who else is obnoxious? Cannot, no, not the Canucks. Well, they are. They're annoying. They're in the top ten as well. Okay. Yeah. They were. They, they have to be considered there after they destroyed their own city after losing. Yeah. You definitely have to be. You
1: will be considered there for at least 50 years after doing that. Oh, 100%. Seeing as the Leafs are still getting roasted after not making the playoffs for 50 years, the Canucks will be known for that for at least 50 making years. making the second round? Yeah, that's what
0: I meant. Sorry. Yeah. They make the playoffs. They just don't make yeah. the second round. Um, <laughs> no,
1: winning the cup. Sorry. Winning the cup for oh, the yeah. 50 years. That's what I was meaning to say.
0: Yeah. Um. Ah. Oh, okay. So the rangers no they are also in the top 10 but okay not there. i don't know who's who's number four oilers oilers okay yeah, <laughs> yeah that, well that makes sense i just didn't want to keep saying oilers because then it sounds like i'm just a blind hater but okay yeah two
1: years ago i would have denied that i've gotten instagram in the last two years since the start of covid and i'll follow a lot of oilers fans now you understand it yeah i follow some Opinionated Oilers fans that don't really think with their heads. Uh huh. And yeah, yeah, Oilers fans deserve to be up there. I like to think I'm not one of those. Obnoxious no, you used to be Oilers fans, but well, not
0: obnoxious. you Used yeah. to just think that your team was blindly the best yes, team ever. But
1: I also used to only be 13.
0: Yeah. I will remind you. Yeah, I know what when... you're
1: going to say. He's, here, I'm going to say it for him Thank so that you. he doesn't have to. He's going to say, when I was about 10 years old, Ryan Smith came back to the Oilers, and I said the Oilers were going to win the cup because of that. Yes. Ryan Smith was my favorite player, still is my favorite player of all time. So as a 10-year-old, 11, 12, whatever I was, that's what my <laughs> opinion was. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never let it go. These people I follow on Instagram are not 12. <laughs> right. So they are at 16-plus. Yeah. Everyone is 16-plus. So... Yeah. Still annoying. Yeah. Um, not denying the Oilers at four. Uh, right. Fun fact, Oilers at four with 13%. Bruins at three with 17%. Canadians at two with 21 All those added together equal 51%. The Leafs are at 52 <laughs> <laughs> The Leafs are easily the most annoying. Um, after the Oilers, see if you can get number five.
0: Number five, Rangers.
1: Nope. Not the Canucks either. It's a team you huh. haven't said yet.
0: Probably one of the original six.
1: Uh, nope. No? This is a team that has made a large stink about one of their players leaving recently, though, which is why they're probably this high. They're not historically annoying it's as much Buffalo, as they are currently it? annoying. No, Buffalo is not on the list of 16 that I have, oh. or 18 that I have, sorry. Right, right, because they don't exist, after all. Yeah, forgot. they don't have a fan base. <laughs> right, <laughs> you <laughs> right, You have right, to have right. a fan base to have an annoying one.
0: <laughs> right. Um, made a big stink about their player leaving?
1: Yeah, in the last five years.
0: Last five years? Yeah i don't know
1: the new york islanders oh right! <laughs> they,
0: you're right you're absolutely right so
1: historically i don't believe islanders to be in the top deserve to be in the top five no, but recently they do they do yeah recently they do because deal with it i'm sorry if you're an islanders fan
0: because they keep yipping about johnny t leaving
1: yep so yeah um number six um the Canucks at eleven percent, tied with the Islanders. Okay. Uh, then the Rangers at ten percent. There then they are. Knights at nine.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say Vegas got to be up there somewhere. Yeah.
1: Penguins at six. Flyers at six. Caps at six. Uh, Hawks at four, as well as the Hurricanes and Lightning. I don't think Hurricanes should be there. I think they're just there because bunch of jerks. Yeah. Because passionate fan bases are often also labeled as annoying just because yep. they're passionate. That's right. Um. So I don't think they deserve to be there. Um. Lightning also at four uh blues at three jets at three same thing i don't think there's to be there predators at two flames at two flames like we said not i wouldn't say they're one of the best fan bases no we're not one of the best we're fairly agreeable you i would say you are a good good fan base but you are an agreeable fan fan base right so much more than the oilers we're not annoying but i would say you're more annoying than the jets preds and hurricanes
0: well yeah but
1: um when i say you i'm not talking about oh yeah I, know, yeah I know you're talking about the <laughs> i was clarifying base. for them
0: okay <laughs> cool yeah <laughs> yeah well now that we've talked about wonderful fan bases and hated on the leafs <laughs> i think we can do the other thing that we always do in an episode oh yeah give us our fun fact fun
1: fact the new team you may have heard of them the seattle kraken pretty cool yeah not nearly as good as vegas fantastic jerseys may i add i saw one in
0: person they look incredible
1: yeah i saw one yesterday too um also i made a comment a few episodes ago about the new eco-friendly material being possibly really bad and really annoying um with that they've they aren't bad they're comfortable still and um they've also put way more detail into the logos now they look really good and any team's logos do yeah and um and, yeah, Se- Seattle's, I saw one yesterday, a new one, and it looks amazing. Also, yep. fun fact, they're home jerseys, only jerseys in the league, the home jerseys in the league that don't have white in them. Really? Any white. No white on the Seattle Kraken home jersey. Only home jersey in the league. Not only jersey, alternates have no white. Like the, the Flames, Oilers alternate. The
0: Flames home used to have no white.
1: Yeah, but not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. So I the, like our
0: new home jerseys, yeah, personally. Yeah,
1: I, I do, too. Um, so, yeah, that's the only jersey in the league anyways Seattle Kraken kind of sucking this year but still kind of cool lots of energy behind them Vegas is better
0: expansion team
1: yeah <laughs> um but to a bottle of water at a Seattle Kraken game is three dollars cheaper than a ticket to a Blackhawks game mmm good a cheap ticket to the Blackhawks
0: game I'm not this, sure if that's still true because that's say, pretty old at some point in the season this fact was true
1: yeah this is this is pulling a bit deep this is one we've been wanting to talk about for a while yep um but
0: so we can modify it to be true. At one point, a bottle of water at a Seattle Kraken game cost three dollars less than a ticket to a Blackhawks yeah.
1: game. And it, it wasn't like front row seats to a Blackhawks games, it was no. press level. Oh, yeah. But
0: still. Now you may ask yourself, did this bottle of water cost fifty dollars? No. No. No, it, this bottle of water was ten dollars. Yeah. And this ticket to a blackhawks game was seven. Oh, wait, no, sorry, the other way around. The bottle of water was seven bucks.
1: Yeah. A yeah. ticket
0: to a Blackhawks game was ten.
1: Yeah, now the question is, which is sadder: the fact that the water was that expensive, or this ticket was that cheap?
0: Honestly, uh, the fact that the water was that expensive. <laughs>
1: come on. You get money back for the bottle.
0: Yeah, but not enough. Yeah, yeah. they better what? be giving me four bucks back. Yeah. <laughs> come on.
1: Well, I'm saying the rink does because most people are going to throw them in the rink recycling, yeah, or garbages. So the rink is making money off the bottles still. Oh, that too. too
0: okay that's definitely the most sad part you better smuggle that bottle home and try to recoup some of the costs all five
1: cents of it yeah Yeah.
0: exactly well anyway there's our fun fact hope you enjoyed it Uh, probably didn't enjoy it more than I did (laughs) but anyway thank you for listening to our most recent episode thank you for sticking around with us and we hope to be uploading on a much more consistent level we're not sure if that's possible but we're certainly going to try Anyway, thank you for tuning into the show. Any final words, Ben? Nope. Nope? Okay. (laughs) Thank you for tuning into the episode, and we'll catch you in the next one.